bullshit. Thanks for listening. Do you know what? Today is my birthday. Can you believe it? I can't believe I can't think of a better way to spend my birthday than than with you. With you people, whoever you are. Hey, um so anyway, I'm going to tell you what what what's going to happen today because Today was the day that I was going to be just talking about myself with my best friend. That was the idea. And uh, my best friend, uh, who, like I was made of honor at her wedding. She was made of honor at my wedding. We'd been best friends for like 30 years. We've known each other's who we dated and all this shit, right? So I was going to ask her, like, really pointed questions about me personally, like what she really thought of me and stuff like that on the the radio, which I thought would be really cool. And then she wound up getting very ill and couldn't make it. Do you think there's something there? Do you? I think it's so ironic, right? Do you think she's avoiding it? No, no, I know she's not. But so I have something else in mind, but very spontaneous. And it's going to be really, it's going to be, equal it would be more awkward and more weird actually i'm hoping i really am so before we get started i want to remind you that you're listening to radio free brooklyn and anything having to do with free and media right now is so key but it's not really free because everything costs money but i have to say we are really doing radical on a shoestring budget but we could use we could use your help. We could totally use your help. And you know what? We all we all try to like help out where we, I gave. You know what? Yesterday I gave a guy on the subway a dollar. Not for not because he asked for it, but just I felt like he he should have a dollar. I want and and it was good. You know, it made me feel really good. It was really good for my sense of self and the planet. I got more out of it than he, it was all about me. Just like this show is going to be all about me because I'm sick of talking about everybody else about themselves. So call in uh, 718-928-9732 if you want to wish me happy birthday. And also you should, for my birthday, I want you to donate some money. Donate money to this particular uh, show, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, or give money to the whole station at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge, or search my, you know, just type in my show and give us some money. You don't have to give us a lot of money. You could give us a dollar twenty-five. $1.25, that's what we're asking for here, 25 cents more than I gave that poor guy yesterday. Actually, he had no shoes, that's what it was, and his feet looked really like gnarly that's what it that's what it was i'll be honest okay have 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 have, have i uh warmed you do you get what's going on here so i'm gonna tell you that i really lucked out because i have this really awesome uh young lady young how old are you i'm 44 oh my god she looks like she's like 30 it's witchcraft witchcraft who is going to uh be one of our who is currently one of our hosts for season five mm-hmm. and her name is Amo O'Day and she's a really really fascinating woman and I met her fairly briefly because I had the honor of being involved in uh the you know the uh 
interviews where we got to meet all the new people for their new shows and stuff like that. And everybody, the whole group, there was a small group of us from the radio station, like five of us or six of us. We're all very enthusiastic about having ammo on board. So I, I, uh, I'm going to let introduce her. Hi, Ammo. Ammo O'Day. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. And the name of her show is going to, is I'm with Magic, and it's mm-hmm. Wednesday nights at 7. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Yep. Oh, it's over at 7. Yeah. So you should listen to it here, but I'm going to have her explain what her story is a little bit, because she, it's her story. So um, so the show is going to be uh, myself, and I'm going to have a co-host who is my BFF that lives in L.A., and uh, her name is Kristen, and she's a costume designer in Hollywood. And so we had this idea to do this show. Uh, it started because I have a business um, where I, I call it uh, esoteric life coaching, and I combine fitness and nutrition with energy work and spell work and tarot readings and astrology and candle magic and you know magic in general and so what what happened was how that came about was you know I spent years when I was uh in my teens working out at the Y my grandmother was the accountant at the YMCA in Hoboken where I grew up and I got really into working out as a teenager uh and so I did that for years and then I got into magic in my late teens and over the years, I started to realize that if I just did spiritually magical things, but not take, but didn't take care of my physical body, I felt really spacey all the time and not grounded. But then if I did it the opposite and worked out and ate really well, but left my spirituality out of my life, I felt just like something was missing. So for me, I started combining those things and making sure that it was a daily practice for myself. And then I started to think, well, maybe other people would also benefit from, from that. So I started doing that with clients where most of my clientele, I train them with weights mostly and, you know, suggesting food ideas for them and if they want to lose weight or gain muscle and then I also do a lot of energy work with them and I read their tarot cards and I do spell work I feel like you know the the mind body spirit connection should be in in balance and intact so I love it I love it I mean isn't that great and and uh isn't that amazing like what a great practice to combine all those things together yeah I mean I'm kind of surprised no one did it before and it's funny because when I finally made the business card people were like oh that makes total sense so I was like oh cool so it kind of fell into place really easily and on top of that I am a drummer um I've just uh, started working on vocals for singing I'm writing a solo record and I you know do all this other artsy stuff too I'm an all-female um Afro-Brazilian drumline called Fogo Azul uh we play we'll be playing a lot we come into busy season right now that it's warmer because there's eight there's like 50 of us so, uh, and it's voluntary, so you can go to fogoazul.com and come to a rehearsal, and we will teach you how to play drums. I'm, I'm one of the few people that I'm actually a musician outside of the band. Susan Hamburger, are you listening to this? I have a friend I'm going to tell about this. You should totally. The age ranges from, like, 16 to 70, and it's just the 
coolest thing to what's like, the name again tell me fogo azul it's f-o-g-o and then a-z-u-l okay definitely yes. i got it i got somebody great for you and so yeah so so we come into busy season because of all the parades we do all the gay pride all the mermaid parade the halloween parade just it's just like june is just jam-packed with shows which so it's, wow. i'm really looking forward to that so the show idea stemmed from like my business and from wanting to interview people that incorporated magic into their lives somehow whether they're musicians or painters or writers or they're in corporate america and they they manage to you know grow you know in terms of their career by incorporating spell work into into their daily lives whether they work with crystals or candles or just you know, manifesting things through their sheer will, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to start bringing people in and talking about that. Sort of to see how um, the effect that all those practices have on people's lives in a sort of pragmatic sense. Exactly. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Yeah, how they're yeah. really affected by it. What's your, uh, what, do you have, um, do, you mag- do you have an idea about that? Like, do you, do you have a way that you th- imagine it will be, I mean, it's got to be positive, right? Well, well, you know, people, I'm, there's a lot of different ideas in terms of like how people are, how much people are capable of, of doing magic, like in a general way, like in right. terms of the how aver- real it like is, like in terms of the average person, because there's no scientific proof mm-hmm. that magic exists. Right. But if you think about science, at one point in time, a lot of scientific things. There was, no, there, yeah. was, there was no the proof world, of The earth was flat. Sure. You yeah, know? right. So, so... And we're still wondering about evolution, right? You know, so <laughs> yeah. So, like, science... So, like, essentially, like, the definition of magic is using your will to change your environment mm. through... The, and I'm a very strong believer that everything is energy. And in order to get... In a very basic way, in order to get anything that you want in your life... All you have to do is be on the same vibration as the thing that you want. In mm. other words, let's say you want a new job, but mm-hmm. you don't believe you can have that job. You're not going to get that job because your belief is not on the same level as where that job, that possibility of getting that job is. Well, how do you like, so uh, I'm the king of low self-esteem. I hold on to that. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's complicated. I accept it, whatever. So what, what would you, what would you, like, I'm not embarrassed about it. I understand mm-hmm. where it came from. I'm, I think I've done, you know, it's something I battle though. I own it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say about that? Like, what am I supposed to do? Well, there's numerous things that you could do. I would recommend or energy work session because essential what I get out of that is that your chakras are out of balance. So the the chakra that is right below your chest is called the, the third chakra, your solar plexus, and that's your expression and your will and your ability to express who you are out in the world. And if there's this and if there's if there's a self esteem issue it's coming from a feeling of not being allowed or accepted in your expression. So do you feel like, or do you believe, let's say, let's say in your practice, which I'm obviously 
very naive. I'm not going to even pretend that I know anything about it, That's except okay. that I know I know it's a really. I mean, one of the things that we were excited about is that it's a really popular, growing topic, and that you have a lot of obviously just it's just obvious how much integrity you have about that and how much commitment you have to it, which I really respect. But uh, it's an interesting topic and a growing one, but it's something that I am no. I I, I want to say that you know I would be considered on the cynical side, sure. probably. And there's and there's a lot of people that are very cynical about it, and and my belief in it comes from many years of seeing results. Yeah, no, I'm curious about. I'm because glad we're having I, this because talk because I would ne- like. Okay, so the first time that I had energy work done to me, um, and I was already open to it, you know, uh-huh. but but you know. If you were to watch, let's say if you were to watch me do a Reiki session on someone. Right. Um, it's, it's not eventful looking. Right. I mean, I'm literally, my hands are barely touching them. Right. I'm drawing symbols in the air above their body mm-hmm. and visually pressing them into the body. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the general idea for Reiki, if, if for people who don't know what that is, it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a healing technique where I'm a vessel for energy to come through my body because I'm attuned to the energy of Reiki. And our bodies know how to heal themselves. We get in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, I believe our, that. Our bodies intuitively know how to fix whatever the hell's going on. We are just constantly being self-destructive. So the Reiki that comes through my hands when I touch people, and sometimes it'll go on to someone who I'm just talking to. Right. I don't necessarily have to be right. a, doing a session. Like I could just touch somebody and, and, and my right. hands will get really hot because if it's needed, it will, it will happen without me doing anything. I, no, I, I get, and okay. so it's, so it's essentially connecting with the person unconsciously in their body that knows what they're, knows what it's supposed to be doing. The person doesn't have to do anything. They don't even have to believe it. So the first time I had it done, my friend did it for me, and I think I slept, like, for three hours after really? the session. Luckily, I was at her house, and she didn't have to wake me up. And I, I, like, there was no reason why that would happen. Like, I would, like, I wasn't tired. Right, right, or, you right. know, it's not like I was, like, drinking all night and wasting, right, right, you know. Right. And, then this, and then I was intrigued. So the second time I had it done, I was literally cried. Oh. Like for for like, like a forever. It was like, like and what? I didn't have no. I had no idea what I was crying about. Right. But my body was like it was like uncontrollable. Like I wow. had to just like release, you know, all of this like stuff that was just obviously stuck, you know, in my body somewhere that just had to be like. And I felt amazing afterwards. And I was like, okay, well, there's something to this because that's not normal. Okay, so I'm going to use the term devil's advocate because it's so apropos here. Sure. So, like, this is what this is what is a disconnect to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is that you could, say, solve, alleviate my self-esteem problem without me having to do any work. And you could alleviate it in a physical way. Well... What would actually happen is over time after the session, I mean, doing it once wouldn't 
Yeah, I wouldn't, mean, no, that's wouldn't, why I'm... Wouldn't unlock that. Right, I'm just saying it's like It's like, getting, you, it's like yeah. getting hair out of a clog. It's like yeah. not going to... Right, like, It's right. funny because I actually, I for my Reiki, for my version of Reiki that I do, I, I call it energetic Drano. Ah. Uh, you know, it's kind of uh, like unclogging the, the uh, pipes, you know. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's a cumulative, like, acupuncture. Right, Whereas, right, like, right. the more you get acupuncture, the more... Right. The symptoms are relieved. Uh-huh. It's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you, in other words, you didn't, you didn't get that self-esteem issue overnight. No. And it's not, it wouldn't go away overnight either. No. But what would start to happen is you would start to, I wouldn't, I don't want to use the word epiphany, but you would start to unravel not only where it comes from, if you know or don't I know. I do know, or but, at least. But how know. to fix it and how to allow your true expression and your true self to come out and to not give a shit about where it originated from. And right. That, that is, it would no longer bother you anymore. Right, which is kind of what I've been been working on. But so you're, what, you're, what, you're, what I'm hearing or what, what it sounds like, the technique is like is that you do physical work that has kind of an emotional and intellectual result yes Yes. like if you came to me with a headache and energetically what that headache means is there's thoughts that are stuck in your head Mm -hmm. that you're not working through and Mm -hmm. and it's the things have been stuck there for so Mm -hmm. long that they're starting to manifest in your physical body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like heart attacks come from lack of love or a, la- or a lack of allowing yourself to love, to receive it or to give it. But what about just like uh, no exercise and really bad food and smoking? But that, but they. Uh, but, because you're but, saying that's an emotional problem. That's an emotional problem. Oh, if you're if you're allowing, if uh, you don't take care of your body at uh, all, that's self destructive. Right. That means you don't care about. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a bo- It's a it's a bag of bones. But you don't care about your vessel. It's like I think of the body as your temple. Like, yeah, that's why I do what I do uh, because, no, I, because you you have to manifest your magic through your body. If you don't eat well and you don't drink any water, your brain doesn't function properly. Right. Your no, organs I agree. Don't I agree function. with that. And then t- it messes with your head. But don't you think it takes a certain amount of awareness just for somebody to even get to that point? Yes, I think, and that's what people, the Reiki helps people to become more aware. Right. So, yeah, I think. Uh, no, I mean it's really intriguing. It's it's a really it's really intriguing, and it is kind of. Well, it's just there is like this huge social problem that we have right now, where people are really asleep. sort of just yeah asleep and unconscious. And you and I are actually we have some overlap in our practices, I guess. You know, although you are much more, you have a lot of training and well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's st- part you of no shit. I f- I feel like I have to. I feel well, uh, but but our goals are not are not dissimilar. And I also am a huge believer in that your physical being and your emotional state and mental state, your mm-hmm. intellectual capabilities are intrinsically connected. Oh, I mean, definitely. yeah, I uh, I mean, I walk into Manhattan three times a week from Bushwick, which mm-hmm isn't like, uh, you know, being a super athletic person, but it, it's an activity that I enjoy. And I, I do believe that it helps me uh, function better in the world. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise is not just about the physical, like looking better, 
but yeah. it's mental. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. I have a lot of Virgo in my chart. I'm naturally high strung. Me and coffee should never <laughs> meet again ever. Um, and like if I don't work out like aggressively, then anxiety takes over. Right. Because I'm just I'm just like yeah, I I'm have, like that. Like too. I have so much excess stuff that if I don't like put it somewhere, which is why I'm a drummer. Right. Too. It's like I get to beat the shit out of something and make noise, you know, and then I it's like my, my joke is like I hit shit and I lift shit, you know? <laughs> you know, because like that's really my thing is like if I don't release all that, then it comes out in a fucked up way. Like either I snap at somebody or I'm just self-destructive. Yeah, know? I noticed that uh, if I mean, walking is the answer to like my anxiety or if I'm in a really bad place, like if I go for like a really long walk, mm-hmm. I'm always chill at the end. It's oh, yeah. like a, it's like and it's, everyone has their own thing. Yeah, it really works. works it really works for me. Yeah. So I want to get on to like learning a little more about you so I can start asking you some really like um, so we can get to the really like um, awkward questions. Sure. <laughs> Let's get to the awkward questions, <laughs> which I'm is really it. what I'm all about. <laughs> I'm sure. not happy unless we're all awkward. No, I think everybody's awkward. I don't know if I general. can make I you think, awkward. I think we're all awkward. I think we hide it well. No, some people hide it well. Yeah. I'm, I hide it terribly. <laughs> I live for the awkward because that's the only way that I'm actually comfortable if everyone's awkward. Mm. Makes sense. So we're not awkward enough right now. So I want to... Um, so I'm wondering, like, so this is what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, like, um, so you're... you're lifestyle and practice and mm-hmm. um is fairly extreme and personal mm-hmm. like very individual and very um you know um it's it, it's it's fairly extreme i think you know which is so cool because mm-hmm. it's a really cool thing so i'm wondering like where that comes from in your life like did you have anything in particular happen or i died as a child on the I- operating table wow uh, when I was nine, wow. when I was nine, I had my appendix out and it burst on the table. So I kind of left the building for a few minutes. Wow, and that's I, int- I I really equate that to quite a lot of the work that I do. Wow, because I'm you- also a medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting because my friend Margot, who would have been here, is mm-hmm. um, also a medium. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. or so- yeah. I mean, I don't think she has as much experience as mm-hmm. you do, but. So, um, I do believe explain? a lot of people that are mediums have had some kind of near death experience. Yeah. Yeah. We've been on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely had a lot of experience with death for yes. sure. So can you tell us about that? That's, I would love to hear, hear what your experience was and how it affected you. Well, um, I was, I was in the, I was nine. I was in the hospital for three weeks afterwards. Um, did, did. Was it like you were in pain and they rushed you to the hospital? How'd you get in the hospital? Well, did- th- this is kind of an interesting story. So, um, my, my dad told me this story. So mm-hmm. you don't remember it. I don't remember it. My when I was a kid, I always had stomach problems. Now, as an adult, I find out that I'm allergic to weak gluten, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if I have celiac. But mm-hmm. within within a 24 hour period of not having all of these things, I felt a hundred times better. So, you know. I'm just right. gonna, I'm just gonna I bl- I'm, I don't need to shove a tube down my throat to, to like verify right. that I have an allergy to right. <laughs> so you had stomach problems. Yeah. So I've always had stomach problems. I'm also allergic to dairy. Right. So uh-huh. so so in other words, I've always had stomach problems. So when my appendix started to misbehave, 
you know, and I'm complaining about a stomach, you know, I didn't know how else to explain this. So you were telling your parents you have a stomach. Yeah. And they're just like, whatever. Right. You know, big deal. Yeah. So, um, so we go to the doctor and, you know, the doctor checks me out and he's like, so her appendix has to come out, but it's not an emergency. Uh huh. So no rush. Right. Right. My mother, God bless her, <laughs> goes, okay. And my father goes, no, uh, not, well. we're not waiting. Like, if it has to come out, let's do this right now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that part? Or I, any don't, of, you I don't. You don't remember, remember any of this. Fast- and nine is not that young. No. So you, mm-hmm. But, and, and so, so there's, anyway, a, so there's yeah. a weird thing that's going on with that, too. So I... So I, I'm, I'm taken to the hospital. I'm rushed to the hospital. My dad's a cop, so, like, he drove, oh. like, a maniac in his car. And where are you car. from? Uh, ho- uh, no, I, was, oh, I, was, I was living in North Bergen at the time. Okay. So we go to the hospital. The only thing I really remember before the operation is that for some reason, I remember my doctor looking like Abraham Lincoln. I don't really, <laughs> it's a really, like, I remember him looking at me and telling me to count backwards, and I was like, oh, you look like. <laughs> so, so. So that's really, strangely, all I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. When I came out of it, as I said, I was in the hospital for three weeks. I was hooked up to all sorts of intravenous mm-hmm. and like I was just a mess mm-hmm. um, and I gained a lot of weight, you know. Um, but there are theories that I've spoken to people who are heavily into yogic practices and things that I might be a walk-in, which means that when you're dead, another person's spirit can come into the body and mm-hmm. take over mm-hmm. and like push the other mm-hmm. soul out of it. Mm-hmm. Since I was, you know, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I don't have a lot of memories from before that operation. Mm-hmm. And as I, as you mm-hmm. said, nine is not young. Yeah. Like I see yeah. pictures of myself. Oh, that's interesting. But you don't have a lot of memories. No, like I see pictures of myself and I know that I'm looking at myself. But I don't remember it happening, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is odd. And mm-hmm. then, and I didn't really notice that until I got older and people would tell me like, they'd remember things of like being one and like two. And I'm like. I don't. I don't remember wow. any of that. So, as far as like the drama that must have happened, like you dying or your expen- your you said your appendix explode. My what? appendix burst, burst. While, while I was um, in the middle of an operation. So, so in other words, like um, that must there must have been something really intense going on. But when you woke up, did you have any sense of that, or did your parents like? come to you and go like oh my god are you okay or like how what i don't happened? remember you don't remember any of that no it's like so such a when fog. your parents talk to you about it do they talk to you like as if it was probably like the worst thing that ever happened to them too well my mother is not so great with emotions so mm-hmm. like i don't think i've ever really had her say anything about it to me mm-hmm. what about but, your dad but my father you know he was the one that told me this whole story about how my mother like just was like, okay, well, we'll get her to the doctor eventually, (laughs) you know? So, you know, I was like, that's crazy, you know, because I didn't know that story. Um, But yeah, he was like, yeah, it was insane. (laughs) So we were going to wait, you know? What happened after, after the, I mean, they, was, was it dramatic? Was it dramatic, like being in the hospital? Did you know that something bad had happened to you? Oh, definitely. Because as I said, I was stuck there for about three to four weeks afterwards um the funny part is that i was i was very definitely a nightmarish patient because i i do remember like when i finally left the hospital this nurse was like please get this child out of here (laughs) because i was like a pain in the ass you know Uh. like like the one thing i do remember is that um 
I've always been obsessed with Cheerios, which is kind of funny because Cheerios have no wheat in them. Interesting. They're, they're oat. Mm-hmm. So I can actually eat Cheerios, which mm-hmm. is kind of strange. And I used to live on Cheerios. So, I mean, I guess I lived on them because it was, I, because I unconsciously knew that I could eat them without mm-hmm. being ill. So, mm-hmm. um, but so like, you know, like, do you remember, uh, this is definitely aging me. Do you remember those like cereal boxes that you could yeah. cut, that you could cut down the front? Yeah. Yeah. Make and, them into bowls. Yeah, they could, don't have those anymore. I don't think so. But, so the hospital, that's what we, that's what they gave us for breakfast was cereal. And I wanted Cheerios, but they didn't have Cheerios. So they were like, well, well, we'll order the Cheerios for you. And I was like, excellent, because I'm not eating until somebody gives me Cheerios. <laughs> and then they got it, and I was like, I don't want it. You know, so I was like one of those. Oh, man. One of those. One of those I was like brats. one of those pain in the ass. So you're a brat. brat. Yeah, I get and it. And somehow I had my own room. Wow. Um, so, so. Did your when you talk to your parents about like um, do do your parents understand how you became a medium or, or how how really they just... how like do they see how your uh, this incident affected your spirit spirituality or I've spoken to my father about that because um, he's more open to it he's, more, he's <laughs> definitely more open to it he does, he's heavily into martial arts he's got a black belt mm-hmm. in Aikido and wow you know, he he was studying to be a priest before I came mm-hmm. a, became a cop. So we like, he's definitely more right. in tune um, with that type of mm-hmm. thing. And there was a, uh, so my, uh, his mother passed away a number of years ago. And I remember being at the house for the funeral and I went into, you know, everybody was outside or whatever. And I went into her bedroom because my grandfather had already passed away the year before. Uh, so they're part of the house. My dad and my stepmother lived upstairs and my grandparents lived downstairs. They shared a house together down the shore in New Jersey. And uh, so I, went, I remember going into my grandmother's room because I wanted something of hers. Like even if it was like, yeah, right. like a candle hole, you know. And it's cool because my grandmother was obsessed with leopard print. Oh, wow. Like Me too. She's totally obsessed with leopard print. <laughs> I, 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 and like, so- we actually look very similar to each other. She, she's like, she had two holes in each mm-hmm. ear. She wore ear mm-hmm. clips, you Old know. lady, yeah. Like, and she, you know, she lived in leopard print. And um, so I found this votive candle holder that had leopard print on it. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm taking because it's totally right. her, you know. And, and I, I went to use the bathroom in her bedroom and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move and I turned to look into the walk-in closet and I saw her in the closet, like going through her clothes. Like she wasn't solid. Oh, but you saw. But I clearly you felt saw like, her, yeah. like going through her clothes. And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> wow. Like that was like the first time I like wow. really. And I was like, I like I didn't even know what to do because at that point I wasn't doing any of that work. So did that change you? Like what happened right after? Like did you start getting into all your practices right after? Well, did my, you change right after that at, well, at age nine? Did it affect you specifically at that point directly? Well, I think that the trauma of it was really blocked for a really long time. Uh, like it took me years to admit that like I was seeing stuff like that. Like I just like right. even though I was into witchcraft and all that kind of stuff, it's like for me the second I the second I admitted that I could talk to dead people, that was that was the point where I was like I'm I'm really going over the edge now. Like, so, like I so, can't come back from that. But your experience <laughs> of the time yeah. was just to go on and and just 
you just went on with your life the same yeah, as I it mean, took years for it to actually it so it wasn't dramatic it wasn't a dramatic instant change no no definitely okay. not but i mean i would imagine because i was uh-huh. a child that like i mean and i and i was already extremely introverted uh-huh. and shy as a child too uh-huh. so the last thing i'm going to start talking about is that you know <laughs> like so have you been pretty healthy problems. since yeah i mean you know what well, you know i became a personal trainer right you know in my early right. 20s but there's also some indication and, you know, that you were brought up that way from your dad yeah and i want to remind people that we're listening to radio free brooklyn are you excited to be part of that now I am. we're I'm so excited. excited to have you your show's going to be awesome i'm I can really really, really tell and uh, i just want to remind people that they're listening and radio free nothing is free nothing is free nothing is free so um <laughs> go to our uh radiofreebrooklyn.com slash pledge page and it's my birthday, so just give me a birthday present. I'll tell you what, the first person that gives us 25 cents, I am going to do a free therapy session for, if they give it to me on my show. How's that? That's awesome idea. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to do that just for 25 should. cents. Cause, uh, You'd be silly not to take her up on that. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh Wow. So, so that is a really defining, defining, uh, experience. And I, and I, and I've spoken to quite a lot of people that are mediums and almost all of them have had some kind of death experience like that. And the current thing that I'm actually working towards, which I'm very excited about is I'm going to be trained to be an end of life doula. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And I, and, and the reason why is because I feel like I can do that without, like, I mean, most You're, people wouldn't be able to yeah, do that. It would be yeah, too freaky. Yeah, or too, and, yeah. I, and I have, like, I don't have that problem. Right, right, know? right. And um, right. It, the idea first came to me because um, a friend of mine passed away from cancer. And I was doing uh, I was doing Reiki for her initially for free. I was like, I just want to do mm-hmm. this to you because she, she was going through chemotherapy and stuff. Right. And then um, and then she was like, I really want I want to pay you for this because I, I really like it and I want you to continue, right. you know. So I was doing it all the time. And then right before she passed away, other friends asked me to come over. They're like, she's mm-hmm. she's gonna go like very mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Can, she really enjoyed mm-hmm. you doing that for her. Can you come mm-hmm. over? And it was the first time I had done energy work on someone who was passing away. Mm-hmm. And it was so intense. Like, like the second I touched her, I could sense her telling me she was going. Mm. She's like, I'm mm. she's like, I'm almost out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know. Like, and it was just like, it was almost like she was talking to me without communicating and she could barely communicate at that right, point. Right, but you were you know? getting it. But I was like, yeah, it was very, yeah, yeah. very you clear. You felt in touch with her. Yeah, and it very was like... Very in touch with her, and, right? Yeah, and it was like... And I was upset because she was my friend. Right. But I also was like just so amazed by like that ability to like connect with somebody yeah. who could barely communicate right. anymore. Right, And it was like, whoa. I was right. Like, I was like, this is something that I can't ignore. Right. That I feel like I need to like, and I didn't know that even existed. I didn't know end of life doulas. I mean, I knew that like, oh uh, yeah, birth no, I've, existed, I've, but I never knew that that was being, even a thing. Being in the presence, I mean, I've had some relatives that have. I mean, obviously, I've had at my age, I've had, you know, relatives that have passed, and there is something really 
um, profound and beautiful, really, to be around somebody who's, I mean, if they're going peacefully, of course, at an old age. Well, when my grandfather died, he died in the house. And that was the first major person in my life that had died. And Mm -hmm. I remember, the interesting thing is that at that point, I was avoiding it like the plague Mm. to go say goodbye. Like, I just did not. I was, Mm -hmm. like, completely avoiding it. And my father got to the point where he was like, you were going to get your fucking ass down there. Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest grandchild. Oh, that's good that he did that. He's like, I'm the oldest grandchild. He's like, you're going to get your fucking ass down there, and you're going to say goodbye. Because Mm -hmm. he's, like, asking for you. Mm -hmm. Like, where is she? Mm -hmm. You know? And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know? So then I went down there, and I said goodbye. How old were you? Like twelve uh, or fifteen? No, no, this was not that long. This was like thirties. Like in, in my, I was in my thirties. Oh, okay. I was wow, in, I I'm was, surprised that you had such a. It was very weird. Yeah. That like because even to that point, I hadn't really had anybody that significant. Like I've known people that died, yeah, but there was nobody really that that I was that close to. So, what do you believe happens to people when they die? What do you think happens? You know, I don't have an answer to that. But do you have? A, I mean, I'm. No one, no I mean, one technically has an answer, really. But I, what's your personal? Do you have a my, personal belief about it? Well, yes. Do you think they're, that the body just like that's just it, or do you think the spirit lives, or the I body think, does I, something? I, or I what believe, do you think? I believe the spirit lives and possibly goes back to a source that is integrated with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that just like, the energy out there. Yeah, it just like goes back to you know. But I've also had, I've also had enough past life experiences uh-huh. but i don't necessarily believe that they're my past life experiences mm-hmm. like i don't i don't you know what i mean like i don't know if it's like what i what i've experienced right. is my personality that is now in a different body or if it was somebody else's so reincarnation is a possibility to you yes okay possibly cool. i mean i don't have any proof but I've had very weird things happen over the years that explain certain things. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some of the questions So sure. about me. Because this okay. is like, I just, this is my birthday and it's my chance to just talk, to get to, get to talk, get you, my guest, to mm-hmm. just talk about me. This should be interesting because I don't know you that well. I know. And that's, <laughs> these are the questions. So yeah. anyway, um, so this is what I want to know. And I'm just going to ask you. So, uh, be candid, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, okay, so you were in an interview with us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's really when I met you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you were there for like, uh, say a half an hour or 20 minutes. Approximately, yeah. And there was in, uh, there was like a room of maybe six or six of us or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what your impression of me was. Do you have one? Yes. Uh, you were very personable, uh, you seem to be the most interested in, you know, like you seem to ha- have done the most research, I guess, or looked into like who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was aiming a lot of my, you know, talking at you. I did not know that. Because, That's so interesting. Because I felt like you were like, because you said you had looked at my site and that you're like, oh, I'm really intrigued by what you were doing, you know. So you were, you were like the most talkative with me. Huh. So I, so I felt like, more comfortable aiming what I was saying at you. That's interesting. Because you were, like, engaging me more than everybody else. Mm. And, I mean, you know, Tom was running around. He had, he had 7,000 things on his mind, I could yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, And you were just kind of relaxed and, like, 
hey, talking you know, to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So what about, tell me something that is difficult for me to hear. I want to hear something that was difficult for me to hear that uh, you, this is, see, this is, the, I'm going to get you to do this. Okay. And what, it says like a lot more about me than anything else, but. You have a lot more to give than you give yourself credit for. Could you tell that? Yes. In that one meeting? Yeah. And what, what made you, like, can you describe what that was about? Because it was interesting because you were very extroverted with me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I could tell there's a lot of things about you that are closed off. Really? That's so interesting. Like, yeah. Can you... Which is, a, which is like, kind of makes no sense, sort of. No, I but... think that's an, actually, it's something, I'm in group therapy. Oh, okay. So I've been, no, I, I'm not surprised to hear that. Like, yeah. I was very on. Mm. What, is that how yeah. you would put it? Yeah. That I was on? Yes. Do you feel like that, like, so what's different, do you feel like that now? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah? Yeah. The same way? But it's... Yeah, I mean, I I don't feel anything different from you today than I felt the other mm-hmm. day. Like I came into this knowing how to, knowing what to expect in terms of my interaction right. with you. So do you, you were very talkative with me that day. <laughs> um, so do you think that um, I'm just not comfortable with parts of myself that I'm afraid to put out there? Yeah, which is normal for a lot of people. Right, and, but it doesn't always come out the same way with everyone. Right, you know? right, right, right. Like I'm, I mean, I definitely have things I'm not comfortable with doing you know that I'm really like singing for me is an issue that I'm like really working through like mm-hmm. I have, like I have very mm-hmm. deep-seated throat chakra problems mm-hmm. from childhood that are like starting to like unravel right now because I'm forcing myself yeah to yeah do we're, all, we're all work in progress well and I also it's one of the reasons I also wanted to do this show because this forces me to talk and to to hear the sound mm-hmm. of my voice and and it's helping me, like part of my vocal training that I'm taking is about how I actually speak mm-hmm. as well as sing. Okay, back to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> please, because I'll keep going. No, back to me. Look at my... me taking charge here. <laughs> yes, good for you, Lisa. Yeah, Very yeah. Good. so would you say that I'm a, I'm kind of like a really shy person in a certain way? Well, you know, there's weird descriptions. You're like an extroverted introvert. Yeah, I kind of use extroversion to mask my introversion. Yeah, I love it. It's very common. Uh, and um, okay, so in your in your you know three dimensional knowledge of human beings, mm-hmm. what do you what what kind of things would you do? You have any like advice for me or anything that you think that I could work on or what, what, what do you see? Like, okay. do you see like the, the physically one, and mentally, the, emotionally? The number one thing I could say to you is nobody else, no one's opinion of you matters because I feel like something, the deep seated thing that that is rooted from is someone or many people telling you you were wrong or like how dare you do that or whatever right and nobody's more important like every the 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 main thing about magic that i love is the theory like is the idea that every man and woman is a star Mm -hmm. in their own right Mm -hmm. i believe that everybody's here for a reason Mm -hmm. for if you if you got to figure out you have to tap into like what that reason is Mm -hmm. i believe that my purpose here is to do this work with people and mm-hmm. to help them 
find that. And I'm constantly finding out more about myself. Like the more I work on other people, the right. more I also work on myself. And half the time right. I'm like, I should take this goddamn which advice is, too. Right, which is what I'm doing. I don't, I'm not even listening to my own fucking advice half right. the time. <laughs> which but is what I'm doing here. Exactly. This is, what I, this is how I cope with that. Yes. Uh, but, but see, um, as a friend said to me once, self-awareness is the booby prize of life. Oh, totally. So I'm really aware of all this stuff and mm. I understand where it comes from. Mm. I grew up in a very, um, small home mm-hmm. apartment and my brother with a very crazy, critical, angry mother. Mm-hmm. So she was and a very passive, uh, uninvolved father. So my mother was constantly raving, a uh, raving, negativity about me to my dad in the other room gotcha. where my brother was like a god uh-huh. so um and i understand that and and i'm not trying to i mean in all honesty i'm i i'm over it i forgive everybody i don't try to hold on to that but i find mm-hmm. it's very very deeply rooted and that's what i'm trying to work with mm-hmm. so when you say to me and i'm just curious about this like you know I, no one's opinion of me counts. Like, I know that, mm-hmm. and sometimes I really react against it by sitting naked on a toilet for two days in an art gallery or something like that. Sure. But if you, how, like, I feel like I'm hugely frustrated about um, actually evolving past it, and I work really hard to do that. So what would you say, what do you say to that? Well, it, you know, be patient with yourself. As I said before, it didn't get that way overnight, and it's not going to go But it's away. my 61st birthday. Well, we're constantly evolving and constantly working on ourselves. Well, I, feel like the, I feel like the second there's no work to be done, we might as well just be dead. But I think it's not even going to happen before I'm, di- I'm dead. <laughs> if, but, if, but if it's a consistent work in progress, you're, you're, you're a work in progress. Yeah, so that's know. the thing. I guess I'm trying to, like, feel okay feel okay about have it. you have you ever tried energy work i mean no maybe i, I should th- I think maybe it, we I th- should do that i think it would be a very good compliment to the maybe therapy sh- yeah you're kind because of talking me into because it because it's one because well, it's one thing to be aware of something uh-huh. but it's another thing to remove the energy that put it there maybe we should give it a shot no you're I, kind of selling me um Trust me, I, I would not do it to other people if I didn't think it worked. No, no, I believe that you think it, I or I no. believe that. I don't waste my own time. I don't know much way. about it, but I believe in that, in your commitment and belief. Like I said before, I totally respect And I, and that. I have no explanation to how it no, works. No, and I, I totally, I totally trust, trust that. Like, tr- for, like for about, instance, I have, yeah. a, I have a client, I mean, it, it definitely works if you're doing it consistently, if you do it just a few times. No, I know, like with know. anything. Like I actually tell okay, most... Okay, one more question. Oh, we sorry. only have... This is my... Sh- oh, this yes. is mine. Sorry. <laughs> shut up. Just my shut up. Wednesday, just sorry. shut up. It's my fucking birthday and you're going to do what I, I tell shut you. shut up now. Okay. Okay, Next so question. what about my physicality? Is there anything about my physicality that, like, good and bad, good and bad, that you can, can like, surmise? Well, the... The solar plexus chakra issue mm-hmm. brings your shoulders forward a bit. Mm-hmm. So I have bad posture is what you're saying. Well, bad, but, and bad posture comes from numerous things, but a lot of the time it comes from shrinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From not wanting to be 
powerful. Like you, you can feel the difference when you slouch or when you roll your shoulders right. back and stand up straight. Right. Like for instance, like I've had so many people like when they finally meet me, they're like, "You're only five two. I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "You don't look like I right. thought you were way taller than that." It's because it's because from working out, I feel better about myself. It also create it also makes my body behave in in a in the correct stature so that I stand upright and I don't I mean I, I definitely have a habit of slouching when I'm sitting too long or whatever right, but like right. I, I stand up very straight but a lot of that has to do with physic, your physicality you know like whether you're in good shape or not well yeah but it also has mm-hmm. a lot to do with but whether you're not in good shape or not has a lot to do with, with yeah it's all, it's, it's all interconnected yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, so, um, what else was I going to ask you? Um, so, yeah, because if I, if I, I would actually be more in charge of my life if I could get all this shit together, but, Mm -hmm. uh. And working out is a huge part of that. Yeah. So I'm, but I'm trying to like be okay with all this too. So what's your ideas about drug and alcohol use? Um, I do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about, what do you, when we talk about drugs, are we talking about? Weed. Weed. I don't go. I mean, I've done yeah. like, you know. You've I've done had, it all. No, actually I haven't, strangely. Um, I, and I spent many years in the, in the New York City club scene and I've never done cocaine, which mm-hmm. is, I find strange. Yeah. I did <laughs> it I, once. But I have a theory. I've always had a theory and I think it has a lot to do with my reaction to caffeine. Mm-hmm. I feel like if caffeine makes me have a panic attack that cocaine would i would oh I would, yeah I would, maybe i would probably yeah. drop dead yeah. from the sheer right adrenaline right and i just don't want to think about that <laughs> so. so do you think that but i've always been more of a drinker so how like I'm, what I'm do you, irish I yeah think. oh you're irish i'm irish french and german so how much can territory. can you drink like four drinks yeah four drinks is usually where i end i'm like cut it off there you'd have two to four drinks yeah yeah bourbon usually what or bourbon? bourbon so you don't think you so do you think that drinking and and marijuana can get in your way oh totally yeah do you think it gets in your way it it gets in my way and i usually tend i don't i don't do either very much because like because i find that the more healthy i am and the more i work out the less my body can even handle any of that stuff yeah i think so too. i mean i used to drink like Jack Daniels, like out of the yeah. bottle, like when I would play with Vulgaris, and like, Ugh, you know, I'd be yeah. I, I mean, I was drinking every night of the week. I was in a band and I was a bartender. Like, it was an occupational hazard. I was literally drinking every night of the week for like a really long time. And, you know, now it's like one, two glasses of wine with dinner, and I'm like, I just want to go to sleep and I have a hangover the next day. Yeah, so I've like, noticed once that. Once I hit too. 40, yeah. Once I hit 40, it really just like went downhill. But I find that I tend to do a lot more of that when I'm avoiding something mm. and I just like don't want to think about it <laughs> you know right you know and right. it's very common for people who are very psychic to numb to numb it out a lot mm-hmm. because we just pick up everything like sometimes right. I'm on, sometimes I'm on the subway and I'm like I can't I can't deal with all this I'm feeling everybody's crap, you know. Right. And it's a bit much sometimes. Or sometimes you don't you feel like I mean we in in this practice you feel like you're putting a lot of energy out there. Do you ever feel like like something I've been worrying about lately is that um uh I'm 
I'm so desperate to be liked that I wind up just doing, putting so much energy out there to make other people like me mm-hmm. or to show that I'm, I can handle things that I don't wind up uh, focused on what I need to focus on enough. I've been feeling like that a lot lately. Well, I have definitely made the mistake of putting more energy into other people than myself. Um, but I, there is a, there, I do, there's numerous rituals that I do on a daily basis that, that contains my energy so that I don't throw things mm-hmm. everywhere and that I don't like absorb other people's because everyone is constantly emanating a vibration. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever sit, if you ever like sit on the train and somebody sits next to you and they're not doing anything weird, you're just like grossed out by the sheer like whatever they're giving off. Like it's just hard. You're like, I don't, I gotta move, <laughs> you know, and they're not even doing anything. I don't mm-hmm. know if an average person feels that, but I tend to feel like that pretty regularly. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's definitely things that I do on a daily basis mm-hmm. that like keep me in a bubble, so to speak. That seems so regulated to me. I have a lot of regulated. Do you, do you find that? I mean, it sounds a little like I'm going to say it sounds a little like a defense. It is. Because, it is because I'm too open, and I I don't want to absorb people's negative shit that they're so you made everywhere. you make a little box for yourself to live in to make your well, well make it's it not. More, I mean, I, not, it doesn't stop me from being empathic. Right. Or it's it's right. not it's not like it closes me off so where I don't care about anyone anymore. It's just it's cuz I I am a, like I'm a sponge. Uh-huh. Like let's say I can meet up with somebody who's very in, like in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, if I'm not careful, I have absorbed all of their crap and they feel great. So you know what? We have five minutes left, and I want to remind people that they're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and t- Dr. Lisa gives a shit, and I'm here with Ammo O'Day, who now has a show on uh, Wednesday at 6 called I'm With Magic right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And next week, I will very likely will have my friend Margot, who will have like much more personal shit to tell me about myself because uh, she's got... As we like to say, we have each other's black box. But uh, so before we go, uh, one more question: mm-hmm. uh, What what would kind of what kind of out of your whole bag of tricks? What bag of tricks would you recommend for me? What would you do? What would you do? Um, well, I would definitely do an energy work session with you, mm-hmm. and I would also suggest that I make a spell candle for you. That would help you to like allow all of these things to disintegrate so that they would no longer have an effect on you anymore. Really? Like, that like, sounds a, like, a, like an emotional, there's a thing that's called an emotional healing candle. And the idea of it is that you put your intention into the candle after I, because I carve it and uh-huh. I, I put, you know, energy uh-huh. into it with herbs and uh-huh. oils and, you know, uh-huh. and then, and the idea is that you write out your intention for it and then you burn it. And so it's a visual indication of like what your goal is. Huh. So it keeps your keeps it on your mind so that you can. That's let interesting. Go. And yeah. what is the energy work? What does that? The Reiki. Uh, well, oh. it, you would just be laying down, fully clothed, mm-hmm. and it would take about forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I would have my hands lightly on you, and you would just lay there with your eyes closed. And most people immediately afterwards feel an incredible sense of peace and relaxation and then over time you know you start 
you know, different things can happen. How many sessions have, is that? Is that a weekly thing? Or I would whatever? suggest, like, for somebody for somebody who, who doesn't want to do it long term, we just can't afford it. I would suggest once a week for at least a month to jumpstart. To see. And then I would feel results? Yeah. Huh. You would feel results from the first time. You might not have any epiphanies that first right. time. But I've had people come out of it and uh-huh. tell me they've gotten lifelong questions answered in only an hour. Wow. That they you know, I'd thought. love to have, I'm sure you have, a, you have a lot of clients, right? I mean, you've been yeah, doing this a long amount, time yeah. and you're busy. I would love to have one of your clients on here one time. Oh, sure, I'm sure. You and one of your clients. Do you have a special client that I, you, I, you I, yeah. can think of a few people that you've been working on? I have on one that, um, that I worked with for, for over a year. She lost like an incredible amount of weight. She mm-hmm. changed her whole life. She has a lingerie design business now. She stands up for herself. She got out of a bad relationship, like. Just a lot of like her. She's like a different person. Like even her mother was like, "What did you do to her?" Wow. And I was like, "I, I facilitated something that she wanted to do for herself." Wow. Like I, I'm not responsible, right? Necessarily, I facilitated her healing process. Wow. You know? Wow. I mean, that would be fascinating. I'm sure. I'm sure you have, and I mean, it's 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 cool. It's very cool hearing about it. I'm My so calling. glad. That- I don't have a choice. <laughs> No, I get it. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm really glad that we got to spend some time together yeah, since you're too. so new on the station. And we have uh, two minutes left. Okay. So I, um, let's see, what else is going on? I'll just tell you. So I'm having this little party tonight. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. To sell. I always take charge of my birthday because I don't trust anybody else to do it. And you're I, a Taurus. <laughs> and I have to have it like the way that I want to do it. Because you're a Taurus. And Taurus is the bull. Taurus is controlling. Yeah, it's got it. Very controlling of your environment. That's what my husband says. What sign is your husband? He's a Libra. Oh. Does that make it seem a good match? He's very accommodating. No, I don't know. Maybe. they're, they're They're all about balance and creating like an even... Heel. Yeah, you know, it's really funny because um, my best friend who was going to be on the show today um, is, well, they're years apart. She's years younger, but they, they're only two days apart. They're oh, birthdays. Isn't that interesting? Well, it makes sense that you would, you're attracted to that energy. Yeah. You know, when I was younger, I used to have um, an astrologer come like once a year and, and mm-hmm. it really did kind of I mean, I don't think you have to believe in it so much, whether it's true or not or What's whatever. a map of your personality? Yeah, and it's like it's really it's really uh good 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 food for thought and I got a lot out of it because when you go to therapy it's all process, but when you have an astrologer come, they really tell you concrete things. Oh yeah. And the most important thing and I use this a lot in my practice as a fake shrink is just to pay attention when I talk to somebody about something whether it rings true with them. Mhm. And uh, I think that we all know what's true for us somewhere. Whether we admit it or not, yes. Or whether we want to know about it or not. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. And when is your first show? Uh, Wednesday, May 17th at 6 p.m. Ooh, very exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you have a a guest scheduled? I do have a guest scheduled. Who? Uh, Her name is Kristen Corvette. Uh, she runs the slut. Dr. Lisa gets shit.